guys, welcome to the very first episode of BitCountry Discovery. So this is a weekly podcast that myself, Gadi and Chris will be hosting. And along the way, we will invite uh, guest speakers to talk about anything relevant in the industry. So we'll talk about NFTs, BitCountry, cryptocurrency, blockchain, current events, whatever's going on in the industry. We're just here to have a chat and talk informally about it. And um, yeah, we're excited to see what we can make of this little um, the Country Discovery podcast. That was a nice intro. Thank you so much. Okay, so can we maybe just start from maybe people that are new to the crypto world? Like, what are NFTs? What are they all about? Yeah, everybody is a really big buzzword at the moment and I think a lot of people just think that NFTs are overpriced pictures or PDFs that anybody can download off the internet but they're really not they're not a scam and they're not a fad bubble like this is an industry which has popped up uh, very recently and has since grown into be like an over 40 billion dollar industry so essentially I see them as building blocks for the future um, and I guess yeah the term non-fungible token uh, is also a very new concept to a lot of people so I've been thinking about it and a way to describe it very easily is to break it down into two pieces so non-fungible first and token is the second so something that is fungible is something that is replicatable and uh, can be reproduced so essentially something that is non-fungible we can break it down into that it's just not replicatable um, it's very unique and uh, and then the token part of it I think is describing how NFTs are associated to a blockchain uh, and with the blockchain comes the decentralization. So it's essentially a digital file that is stored on a blockchain that gives unique ownership to the owner. Um, yeah, I think that's where how I would sort of break down the concept of it. How about you, Chris? Thank you. That, uh, you covered most of it. Uh, I will only like to add that, uh, yeah, there are also kind of semi-fungible NFTs or something like that. So uh, most people just know the, for example, the collections, the the board apes and those uh, NFTs that are kind of unique. They are kind of uh, coded in a way that it will randomize all the uh, uh, characteristics or unique uh, objects or uh, I don't know, like. Uh, clothes or whatever you see on the in the image so it's randomly selected or randomly uh, let's say randomly generated and minted and there are the other ones uh, that you see kind of the same picture multiple times and you are like well it's a bit confusing for me why people is telling that they are not fungible if I see that all of them are uh, of this collection are kind yeah. of the same thing. So these are semi-fungible, but the function is uh, they, the original or actually the main collection is the one that is not fungible. So yes, it's this collection, all of them or, or all under this collection are kind of the same, but share the same uh, characteristics. Let it be a, a weapon in a game like if you are if you are a gamer and you get a sword and a lot of people can mint the same sword it is kind of a semi-fungible nft why because yeah on the metadata of that nft it will be it's a sword with these characteristics but there is a limited uh, number of these swords with these characteristics uh, 
limited, I don't know, to 100 pieces or 1,000 pieces, depending on uh, the creator of the collection. So, yeah. Gardi, off to you. I think, yeah, I think though you guys covered all, all of it, really. I mean, they're cryptographically unique. They're rare. They're exclusive. Um, there's so many different types as well. I think maybe we can, you guys give a great overview of what NFTs are, but maybe let's talk about why they're valuable, why they're such a buzzword in the industry. Um, we'll start with that, and then I'm, I'm really interested to know about NFTs in the metaverse. So, uh, Chris, can you tell us about the certificate of ownership? Yeah, the certificate of ownership. Uh, basically, how do I say it? Like, typically, you for a piece of art or whatever, you need to go through a certain process. Uh, people need to go and evaluate, okay, this is the original piece of art. This is the original Picasso. The magic of the blockchain is that gives people the possibility to track all the activity on chain. And as long as you know that the collection is verified or as long as the creator of the collection gives you the original contract, you can go to the blockchain, you can see all the activity and you can be sure that that NFT that you own, in fact, belongs to that collection or that contract address, or it was generated from this contract address and you are the true owner. So yeah, that's mainly in regards of ownership. Uh, One thing I love about that, yeah. sorry, just about the certificate of ownership, that's also why I think there's such a, you know, um, like NFTs will be key to the metaverse because in the metaverse, it's that shift, right, of of instead of companies owning, you know, all the, the, the game in-game tokens and things like that or in-game like avatars and things, now we're shifting to where the, the, the user, the player is, is the owner, right? So that's yeah. such a cool um entry point into it but sorry to interrupt you carry on <laughs> it is fine also another thing uh, answering your question in regards to why are they so valuable uh, i i personally think that it also is correlated to the identity a lot of people with this boom of nfts that uh, happened in the last few months they were minting the nfts because they were like oh i like this these penguins or I like these monkeys so it gives you an identity or uh, some of them were so expensive that it gives an extra touch to your identity and I'm like it gives you status to your already known identity there. yeah something like that yeah. so the fact that uh, only certain amount of people can get that certain amount of NFTs because of the price, uh, I think it also kind of increases the value even more because uh, yet again, as a, as a token or as anything that can be tradable in any kind of market, it just depends on the offer and demand. So, yeah. And now I've got another question. Um, you know, NFTs are not anything new kind of, you know, in our space, but it, it seems to have undergone like a massive change, whereas now I feel people are putting way more um, importance on the utilities of NFTs, right? So all the different use cases that can be used for. So can we just chat about the utilities of NFTs um, and, and what you think that that would mean going forward? What kind of things do you, do you see in this space? Over to you, Kira. I know that you've been yeah. writing a really <laughs> nice article about <laughs> NFTs. Yeah, definitely. So thanks, Gadi. Utility is essentially creating real-world value or digital value out of this NFT. So an NFT is a digital file, but locked behind the digital file is a smart contract. And a smart contract can be programmed to execute any sort of functionality. So a main one that uh, people are starting to benefit from is the execution of royalties. So in Web 2.0, 
uh, people that are creating content, they generate their income at the moment through ads. And there's so many ads all over the internet. And that is how these people create. They're not getting paid for their content. They're getting paid by the ads that they integrate throughout their content, whether it be a website and ads on the side or through a YouTube video and ads throughout the video. So with uh, creation of um, using their content and putting it into an NFT, they're able to associate royalties. So they actually get paid for the content that they are producing. Um, and every time that somebody watches that content or trades that content or buys that content, the producer of that is going to benefit for that and they'll benefit from that forever. Um, they can create it today and they can still be benefiting from it in five, 10 years time. I love yeah. that. I love that it's, it's you know, um, it's technically also like um, decentralizing the music industry. You know, you, you hear so many stories of artists that have been completely like, um, you know, had like all their money kind of taken by um, unscrupulous <laughs> business managers. And this is a way that they can also kind of claim back their, their rights to their music. It's not just for music artists, it's filmmakers, you know, there's so much potential for this space where the creators of these NFTs can be kind of, um, you know, reimbursed for the Exactly. It takes the, the power away from the platforms and the big names and brands and gives it uh, the credibility and benefits back to the person that's actually producing um, the piece of art or um, whatever they want to be doing. I was also uh, thinking, actually, while, while you were discussing that, that uh, there is also a huge potential or a huge uh, shift or potential shift in how e-commerce works nowadays. Why? Because uh, people typically uh, has the inventory and they create websites with software and they need to pay a huge amount of money either to developers to create the e-commerce store uh, from scratch or the tools that they are using are also kind of, uh, they need to pay commissions or huge commissions to, to the stores. So with NFTs, depending on the platform you are selling your NFTs uh, from, uh, as, as Kira was telling, you can uh, select your royalties. You have full control of all the NFTs, all the articles that you want to sell. And well, at some point you can sell the product as an NFT and then they then have an extra website or an extra step where people can just claim the physical product by burning or sending you back the original NFT and you kind of get rid of all these uh, huge commissions or stuff like that. So, yeah. I think that's key and another thing i mean so you've got that certificate of ownership getting rid of the middleman but there's also you know that uh, you know the certificate of authenticity a lot of artists have problems with people kind of plagiarizing their work their art whatever and so you're kind of getting um you know getting to the the crux of it and you're saying this is my art this is the actual original item i was watching randomly um a, a video popped up um what's his name kevin o'leary um, the, he's one of the panelists in Shark Tank, or um, I think he was also yeah. on <laughs> Mr. Wonderful. And he's he's a collector, you know. He and he invests in projects. I love watching Shark Tank. Um, and um, one of the things that he mentioned in this video was that, you know, he's a, um, an investor in vintage watches. And the thing with vintage watches are, you know, of course they go up in value. Um, you know, the older they are, the more they go up in value. But the problem with vintage watches, it's very hard to know if they're authentic, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So one yeah. of the, the, 
you know, it's and it can be for many things. I mean, I think there are many industries that are disrupted by the metaverse in a good way. Um, and, you know, subsequently NFTs. And one of them is kind of um, vintage items. So with, with watches specifically, what he said is you can actually take a photograph of a watch, but like very detailed photographs. You can see each scratch on the surface of the glass and that photograph gets, you know, um, made into an NFT. And you also, um, of course, you'll have to get um, it insured and you'll have to get like the um, manufacturer's um, approval that all gets stamped in and then you can say this is an NFT and that's like a really safe way for people to trade vintage pieces and also art for example you know I mean I think in Christie's in 2016 they had the they could have changed but they had this um, I think it was Leonardo da Vinci's painting I think a yeah. Victor Mundi or something like that okay. that sold for like 450 million or something if I remember correctly and how do you know it's the real deal in the metaverse, you can have an NFT, a real physical piece of art that is authenticated. Yeah. In, There's definitely going to be no chance for counterfeits, is there? Because that um, original ownership is recorded in the digital ledger and that's immutable. So um, you can essentially take it back to who actually created it and that's going to be there forever. Um, I think also like, how you're talking about authenticity is a really good point too. Uh, NFTs can uh, essentially just a digital file, so they can be like passports or health histories or university yeah. degrees, anything that needs to be verified um, and is typically can be a counterfeit. If you put it into an NFT digital form, then that removes um, any questionability about the authenticity of it. That's it. That's it, yeah. Another thing I also want to comment is actually the real world uh, assets. I heard of another protocol. Actually, I also kind of invested, no financial advice to anybody listening to this podcast. Yeah. But uh, there is this protocol called Centrifuge, also in the Polkadot ecosystem. They literally uh, make NFTs of certificates uh, of ownership, even of debt. Like, okay, I'm a company. I got debt to launch my business and they, you can like mint uh, that debt into an NFT or you can mint your company as an NFT and you as the token holder of that particular uh, NFT, you can get uh, commissions or you can support actually businesses. Okay, okay, I want to create this business. I am looking for a uh, crowdfunding and People can buy the NFTs and you get, uh, if the business succeeds, uh, you get, yeah, you get, uh, how do I say it? You get some profit uh, for, for actually supporting uh, this, this company. So it's kind of interesting how, or the potential of the NFTs, uh, once you think how and where uh, the technology can be applied, not only just to uh, overpriced images or things that people are like, okay, what's the sense of just owning that? Just to say that, oh, I own one of those. So yeah. Beautiful things happen, right? Like when all the technologies come together, it's just immense. Like once you start, I think we're just scratching the surface, right? Of what NFTs mm. can 
can can bring and can create. Just thinking about what Chris mentioned is how you can buy an NFT, which is part of a business. Uh, an idea just popped into my head with everybody uh, suffering with the COVID experiences that we're all going through and, and everybody supporting buy local and um, bring it back home into your hometown to support all of these small businesses that ha- are struggling at the moment. So if you could have sort of an NFT uh, that was just about local businesses, so it's like your local baker, your butcher, your fruit store or whatever, and you could buy an NFT that's supports one of these local communities. Um, I know I think that would be pretty cool and a, a, a use case as well. Um, but I think for an industry that I'm really interested in in NFTs is fashion industry um, because I think uh, there's three different parts of the fashion industry which uh, can hugely benefit from the use of NFTs. Uh, NFTs first of all is um, I mean in the in the metaverse we're going to be running around as little avatars and essentially uh, what you're wearing in the metaverse is a digital representation of your identity here in the physical world. So people are going to be dressing these avatars up in all sorts of Dolce & Gabbana or Nike kicks or absolute glam, whatever they want, they can create. And that's an expression, a digital expression of their identity. So to dress up these avatars and wearables, they will have to purchase an NFT and the NFT will then be um, put onto the avatar. But then I was thinking it can go actually one step further that even in, so if I was in the metaverse and I wanted to dress my avatar up in a cool jersey, I could buy the NFT, the jersey would hop, would get sent and I could wear it in the metaverse, but then the jersey can also be sent to my physical address so I can wear the same jersey physically sitting here um, and also I can wear it in the metaverse. Uh, and also another application of fashion NFTs is so when uh, we sort of get further down this uh, digital age and we can have augmented reality. So we're sitting here with some augmented reality visual glasses. We can go shopping for that same jersey and I could digitally try it on. So it will transpose from the metaverse into like I can have a look at myself in it. And I think that is also a really unique thing because, I mean, at the moment, everyone is at home and doing Zoom meetings and working from home. So it's actually possible that in the future that we'll be able to, I'll be able to sit here in my sweats and and my home gear and I could transpose on a lovely dress or something like that. So you guys would think that I'm wearing a dress but I'm actually just wearing like some (laughs) tracksuits or something like that. So I think that's uh, a huge potential for, um, there's so much application for fashion industry NFTs. So um, that's definitely one that I'm keeping my eye on. Awesome, I love that too. And you Chris? For me, uh, it's hard to say. I typically keep on keep my eye because all the yeah, uh, the only kind of NFTs that I'm really happy kind of with is so far for the ones that I have bought are the ones that have uh, a true utility or at least they promise they will have some utility. The fact that somebody creates a collection and says I will give this utility to the NFT collection doesn't mean that they will. Uh, really commit but at least i mean like any purchase you do it's like you 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 take the risk okay i will buy it and let's see how it goes well you have the nft and you have this exclusive access to a yacht party or a an art exhibition where where you actually you know and and some projects have done it really well they've created this community that started on discord or twitter and they were able to really bring people together we can actually have in real life experience, we can connect with people and brings the community together on this new level. So I think it's important mm. for us to keep the connection, right? You know, taking the, the NFTs and representing them into art pieces or sneakers, we will actually um, 
get to a point where it's really an enmeshed space and creating mm. that connectivity and, and driving the community in ways like that will be cool. Another thing as well is maybe, you know, an NFT can unlock calls. You can connect with with KOLs, you know, key opinion leaders who, mm. um, you know, can can kind of like fill you in on some, some info and, you know, you get those extra perks. So I'm excited about those kind of utilities as well. I, I wanted actually to, to follow a little bit on that. Why? Because we... Uh... You were mentioning actually that uh, VR and XR uh, bringing NFTs into kind of real life items and those things. I think that's where people kind of at the moment uh, don't understand the true potential of the metaverse. Why? Because let's imagine you buy an NFT that grants you access to a concert. Okay, you buy the NFT, it's your ticket to access to the concert and after the concert or within the concert, uh, whoever is singing or whoever is presenting, they tell you, okay, to everybody who attended the concert, you just got uh, a, a wearable or an, a piece of fashion or something that you can use in the metaverse that you can wear it, uh, that you can wear your avatar with in the metaverse. Uh, and by having just, as, you, as we were telling, all the NFT was minted in the blockchain, so you have all the information of all the people that was holding the NFT within that mm -hmm. specific time. So all the NFTs get their drop at that specific time to all the people. And uh, now people can just go to the metaverse and wear that specific uh, wearable piece of fashion, hoodie, hoodie, hoodie hat or whatever. It can be also vice versa. You attend a concert in the metaverse and mm. because you attended the concert in the metaverse, then you can claim and get a t-shirt or something be sent yeah. to your to your physical address. So Even uh, like, imagine like a single that hasn't been released yet. You get this like, you know, unreleased single that hasn't, mm. you know, no one knows about yeah. it. It'll be really, uh, there's so many possibilities there. Definitely, definitely. This this guy actually, the imagination is just 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 your limit uh, when talking about uh, the utility of of the end of this. In my opinion, it's not just the image and that's it. I mean, the utility is immense, and I think whatever you can think of, uh, I think you can NFT it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. The digital assets, you know, that that you were mentioning, Chris. Um, you know. The, I think that link between physical assets and digital assets is huge. It's like, you know, we're just starting to understand how you can kind of take your, you know, your your real life assets, be it like title deeds for a house, be it like authenticity, you know, certificate of authenticity for a watch, whatever. There's so much scope here, you know, for it to grow. That's the thing there is just, if you can imagine anything that is digital or can be digitized, so like you're saying, physical items in our physical world, they can, if you want to digitize it and it can be done, then go for it. Use, use your imagination, um, get creative, and um, that's I mean, like, NFTs are exploding and they're here to stay. Uh, they're pioneering the internet, they're the building blocks of the internet. So um, essentially, I'm excited to see what everybody turns into NFTs, whether it's, like I said, music or certificates of authenticity or um, my drink bottle, whatever, whatever I want to be, whatever I think is exclusive or requires some sort of identification of ownership, I can make it into an NFT and who knows, it might blow up. <laughs> That's true. I am it's hoping. True. 
I am hoping. Why? Because it's <laughs> so hard. I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, with the current bu bureaucracy, I think not only where I'm living right now, but I think everywhere in the world, everywhere in the world, like you, you, you buy an apartment, for example, you need to go here, go there, go there, go to multiple places just to prove that you are buying it, that you uh, paid everything you needed to pay, that you needed to do whatever you wanted to do just to get the ownership of that apartment or that piece of uh, real estate. As an NFT, I think all the taxes can be even automated. Like, okay, you bought this house, this percentage goes to the tax office, this percentage go goes to this government office and the rest goes to the owner or stuff like that. So with a single transaction and a couple of minutes, you send the funds to a wallet, execute the transaction, everything is settled down. I say it because I experienced that situation. My wife has been like visiting so many offices and so many days. And most of the time she just gets out of the offices telling I need to go to another office. And when I go there or when she went there, actually, uh, they are telling her, yeah, you need to wait three weeks so we can get all the information uh, ready for you. I mean, why? Why do you need Living to wait KB. that long? Yeah, I mean. Living yeah. in the Stone Age. <laughs> It is. It's like having a thousand or thousands of notaries, right? Like helping you, helping you in the in the background. And um, you know, on, to, on that, I'm also quite excited about like country diplomacy and the way things are going. Like uh, you know, um, countries getting onto the space. We, as we know, there's red tape. There's you know um, a lot of hurdles to go through. In you know, in terms of like citizenship, for example, you know, you have to jump through all these hoops. And what that could look like in the metaverse as well. With NFTs, I think that would be an exciting space that they're maybe just starting to tap into now, like in the Bahamas, right? They've just opened the first, is it the first embassy? Yeah, it's it? the embassy, embassy in the, in the metaverse. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the great thing about um, all of this NFT data being stored on a blockchain is that it's actually peer-to-peer. -peer. So if I'm buying a house, I'm buying it off the owner of the house. I don't have to go through the real estate agency, don't have to go through the lawyers, don't have to go through the banks. I can essentially, all of that information can be stored on a digital ledger. And um, if, it, if the smart contract is executed, um, then the transaction can happen within seconds, right? So you don't have to wait, for, like go around to all these different offices like your wife is doing, Chris. You can just, if you want to open up a bank, you know, if you want to buy a house, you just directly go knock on the door and if they agree and you're, you're all good with it, um, it can all just be executed very seamlessly. Yeah, and actually I learned a few months ago that there are even smart contr smart contracts that are upgradable because in the past uh, people were like, okay, it's the blockchain, you cannot, you just minted it and you cannot upgrade it anymore. If you configure your smart, your smart contract to be upgradable, let's say that the government say like, okay, I don't want to adopt that function or that kind of non-bureaucracy because I want to keep control if we decide to increase the uh, percentage of taxes on real estate in the future or stuff like that. I mean, they can easily do it if they want uh, but, and simplify their lives and everybody else's lives. Things will just be way more easier, way more transparent and uh, kind of limitless, I think. But yeah. It's true. Now, another thing we haven't really touched on, but it has been kind of the, um, you know, it, it's been key in gaming, you know, like NFTs and gaming, they're kind of yeah. 
you know, synonymous, right? I'm, I'm, you know, so going on to a completely different tangent, I'm quite excited about the, you know, the play to earn dynamics of NFTs as well. That's interesting because recently I started playing a game as well uh, and it has uh, NFTs involved and it's quite interesting it's it's quite fun why because you i mean if, if in the past yeah you could join discord servers where you just interact uh, with the community playing the same game sharing some of your tricks uh, sharing like okay i did this and it helped me kill this avatar or whatever this billion faster or uh, i did this modif modification instead of the other one and my car started running faster uh, so this way you kind of feel that you are part of a community and uh, it is i don't know like gives you true ownership like you are like okay whatever i'm doing in the game whatever items i am acquiring whatever items i'm purchasing for my avatar for my car for whatever you are playing with uh, you are 100 sure that uh, they are yours and with uh, seeing actually the future of interoperability in the future like you will be able to transfer those uh, items to different games and it will be really interesting to see how i know that several players disagree with this but i personally i personally agree with this why because uh, as you were mentioning earlier uh, it just gives you true uh, authenticity and true ownership of whatever you are paying for. It's not just like, yeah, I bought it because I have, uh, I'm guilty of buying items for a specific game and I stopped playing that game several years ago and yeah, whatever I spent is, is just there lost and I cannot sell those items. I cannot do anything with them because I know I'm no longer interested in playing that game. On the other hand, people that are, uh, if you use NFTs, as items or items become NFTs in your game, whoever is no longer interested on playing a game or doesn't have the time or whatever, they can just transfer it to other people, sell it or whatever. So it's it's kind of key in, in the game industry. Yeah, I guess it's also transfer of ownership or having actually owning your your wearables or your gun or your car, whatever you got in the game, actually you own it rather than the platform owns it. So you can't be locked out of the game or you can't all of a sudden lose all of your information if your one of your data or profile is stored on one um, console system and you lose that or it gets in a fire or whatever happens to it. All of your information isn't lost. It's essentially still with you. And like I said, so if I'm really good at say Minecraft and I'm the number one champion, and then all of a sudden I just thought, nah, I'm over this game. I want to try Fortnite so I can sell all that stuff and then buy some really cool stuff in Fortnite. So I don't have to start from level one. I can start looking cool, have some cool cars and everything. So I think that transfer between different games is quite unique with NFTs um, in games. And I also think that another big one, which I think is super cool is that uh, play to earn allows people to who are in third world countries who um, 
want to change their life, they essentially can. So they can, all they need is to have a device and an internet connection, and then they can sign in and log into all these different games that are available on online. Uh, and they can start earning so they can play different games. Like Axie Infinity has massively gr- uh, blown up in uh, like Pacific Asia areas, and people are able to log in and start playing and earning money, and then they can transfer all of their value that they've taken out in, or earned inside the game, and they can transfer that out of the game and go buy some basic needs that they need and to improve their own life. So they might be playing a game and they're typically biking everywhere and now all of a sudden they can afford to buy a car. So that, um, I guess, a globalization of um, and opportunities that uh, play to earn and online gaming is going to create is essentially um, just, yeah, leveling up the world to be on the same playing field. Everyone has the equal opportunity to earn um, no matter where you are in the, in the world. Yeah, for some people, I think now that you're mentioning uh, Axie Infinity, I remember the there were people that were like, "Oh, that's too expensive for me." Uh, there is another okay. project. Yeah, like there is another project. I own several of the avatars uh, of that project, and I actually, because I don't have the time to play, I rent those avatars, but I rent them for free. The only commission or the only thing that I get back for renting them is just a 30% of whatever they make in the game. I have seen other users in the same game, like, okay, you will pay me this amount of tokens and the the cut is 50-50 or stuff like that. Uh, For me, I'm like, okay, I just want to give somebody the opportunity and don't pay me an initial uh, cost. I want you to just play and enjoy and get 70%, I will just get 30%. And so it's it's interesting also. For, it's a great opportunity, actually, as you were telling, for, yeah. for people that don't have even the, the possibility to get an entry point uh, or to get a, a, an avatar to, so they can start playing in that game. So, yeah. It opens up new revenue streams, hey? And yeah. I mean, not just with gaming, I think even, you know, music and film, there are some projects out there that are doing incredible things where you can actually, if you hold the NFT, you can kind of um, affect the outcome of the movie. You have some kind of a say, or even if you look at classic movies, you can own little pieces of that movie, you know? Um, so there are just so many ways for, for people in, in all parts of the world to benefit from this. It doesn't necessarily just even have to be gaming. It could be, like you mentioned earlier, Kira Fashion. It, you know, I mean, I think the the um, the sky's the limit. I also randomly watched a, a video yesterday. Um, I don't know if you saw, but Kim Kardashian wore Marilyn Monroe's dress, her iconic yes. dress, which she sang, happy birthday, Mr. President. She, she wore that dress and a lot of people were up in arms and kind of protect these pieces and what's a different way we can go about it. And then she showed some tribal dresses and what makes them special and unique. And I was thinking, wow, man, that could be an NFT right there. That could be an NFT. Protecting history, protecting artifacts. Yeah. And necessarily have to physically wear it. You can have the NFT and, and like we mentioned earlier, you can have a, a digital representation of it or an augmented reality kind of superimposed dress that you can wear. So you're not actually wearing the real one and, and um, affecting it in any way. You're keeping it, um, you know, keeping it in its in its perfect form. So. So there are so many different avenues for NFTs to be displayed, you know, um, virtual galleries, museums. I'm really interested in the ind- like the architecture kind of field. There's so much happening there, so much scope. Um, what have you guys seen lately that you think is 
quite exciting or bubbling up under the surface in this space? Yeah, architecture is going to be crazy in the metaverse because essentially it is what is going to be creating the, the towns, the cities, the whole entire environment, the mood of each individual metaverse. So architecture is essentially just, well, in the real world, they are limited by physical barriers. So the physical laws, the materials, um, location, everything in the real world or the physical world, uh, architecture is actually constrained. So when we move into the metaverse, it's going to unlock a whole lot of potential. People are all of a sudden able to design with materials like water or fire or things that they could just never imagine um, creating beforehand uh, and they have no physical boundaries or laws constraining them so they're going to be structures and they're going to blow our minds there's going to be curves and floating objects and all sorts of different colors and textures that are going to be overwhelming imagery and visuals for us to experience so i think architecture in the, in the metaverse is going to be a level up from architecture that we experience in the physical world uh, it's going to be created for metaverse applications so even in the metaverse people are going to be going in there to socialize to uh, do office work to network whatever they want so these environments can essentially be created around those individual applications so um, we don't want to I mean it's pretty boring if you go to an office and you're just in a, a room and there's just thousands or hundreds of people at their individual little cubicle desks that is uh, like not what work should be about it should be way more fun and interactive so in the metaverse architects architectures or designers interior designers can uh, work together to create fun interactive spaces uh, that people actually want to go to um, they're visually stimulating and also what they can do is they can um, implement sound in there so I can be uh, sort of hearing what's going on in the background and all of that when I'm sort of plugged into the metaverse um, and we're also going to be able to um, just yeah relate and, and move around and everything like that a lot easier in the metaverse because we're not bound by geographic locations so um, I could be in Dubai one day and Auckland the next like whoever, wherever I want to go so I think architecture is definitely um, limitless in the metaverse and um, yeah it's just going to create unique vibes and it's yeah exactly going to be amazing <laughs> um, Chris Maybe. Yeah. yeah sorry Gali <laughs> I just wanted to say one thing I think it pushes the boundaries but I, I think that in turn will inspire the architects as well in what they the, the kind of buildings that they'll create in real life. You know, just when you're mentioning Dubai, I was just thinking, you know, in Dubai, they're always pushing the limit in terms of what they're creating. Like you've got the Burj Dubai and all these fantastic buildings. If they can create these fantastical spaces in the metaverse, they will find a way to replicate those crazy ideas in the real world. I can bet you they will find ways to kind of bring that into the real world. So it's it'll be exciting to watch and see what happens. Definitely. Yeah, I think... NFTs and architecture in the metaverse are going to be open actually new opportunities to people because it, as, as Kira was telling, is not just limited to uh, the physics and what you can really build in real life. Anybody with good imagination or just even if you don't have imagination, you just see it and start drawing and seeing things and you end with something that you are like, oh, I have this potential that's really cool let's see how it looks like how it looks like in the metaverse you can implement it and people industries and 
somebody that really kind of likes the same style eh, or they see like oh that's really cool i want to have a piece of that or something like that also in my eh, virtual land they can eh, buy from you you can get a contract with them regardless of you being a professional or not a professional architect it's just limited to your imagination so it's definitely going to be opening new opportunities to to new people so yeah Yeah, I guess anybody can be an architect, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it will push the boundaries of creativity. And like like Chris mentioned, what people um, feel that they're capable of, they will see that they are, you know, they're just kind of um, given the space to explore. And I think so much will come out of that, you know. Um, and also the connectivity as well, bring people together from all all parts of the globe in a way that we've never experienced before. So exciting to see. Definitely exciting. What, what, what have we talked about today, guys? We've talked about essentially NF- what NFTs are, uh, the ownership, uh, what, they, what they're going to bring and what opportunities they're going to open up in, in our physical world and also in the metaverse. Uh, we've talked about uh, the utilities of how uh, NFTs can be used to create value in both our digital and real worlds. Um, and how I think the main idea that NFTs really Uh, are about is ownership and bringing the ownership back to the person or the creator uh, and also having that transparency of uh, history for each individual digital asset whether it be a, a physical architectural I mean, well, architectural what is it ancient watch um, or whether it's um, fashion or whether it's a, a house title uh, whatever it is essentially if it's um, If it's an asset, you can digitize it, uh, and there's a lot of value that can be created around around all of that. Um, and then I guess we went into the play-to-earn gaming, and that's a whole different category on itself. Uh, the potential that, I mean, the gaming is a massive, massive industry, even if you're not a gamer yourself, but believe me, it's huge. Uh, there's a lot of gamers out there, and they love it, and so NFT is going to unlock massive um monetary value for these guys they're able to no longer just play and interact and socialize online but from spending their time doing this they're actually able to earn real money which i think is a game changer in that whole entire industry so um yeah i think nfts are pioneering the internet like i said they are the building blocks and the foundations of of the metaverse and uh looking at where they're going is just going to be uh, absolutely incredible and uh, i know that big country is working on creating a very strong NFT market on their platform. Uh, the platform is going to be built by the users for the users and we want to unlock the most NFT value or potential for users to create value using NFTs on this platform. Uh, so that's going to be really exciting to see all the development and everything that happens with uh, the BitCountry NFT market and all of the metaverses and how they integrate and use the uh, utilities to benefit their, their viewers and their fans and, and just generate communities around all of this. So there's a lot of potential to be unlocked and it's pretty exciting, but I think that's kind of a wrap for us. Uh, the first the country discovery here it is uh there were definitely uh, a few ums and ha's and buts and and all of it but um it was really exciting and really fun for us to kick this off the ground and we look forward to bringing you more episodes uh weekly i think so um yeah thank you so much it was Thanks. definitely nice uh, talking and sharing uh, some ideas and learning also uh, new projects from you as well so yeah i think It's, it's really nice. Looking forward for the next episode. Okay, till next time. Definitely.